Cash Game Crusher. Garrett Allison is back in the action at the Hustler Casino Live playing another gigantic cash game. And trying to topple his stack today is Cash Game in Boston. Longtime poker player, Israeli Ron, who is known for his infamous play of the Queen 2 offsuit, where he plays it kind of like aces. You can be sure to expect some fireworks in this game. And in this game, a little bit of controversy happens at the end when they get all the money in and they can't quite decide how many times to run the board. Please go twice. Or, or rather, he goes all in. Please go, go twice. 4, Please 000. go twice. So it's not a fun me. flop for <laughs> Pocket Kings. It is a very fun flop for Garrett Sam. Real life. Let's find out what happens. Tiger adds 50K and comes up with a couple of Kongs. Timing is everything. Now let's see if anyone has anything. DC Lawyer has something. That doesn't Sir? stop any of these other guys. We are playing 100, 200, 400 with a $200 big blind ante. And before the flop, all sorts of action takes place. Tiger raises it up with pocket kings, certainly fine and standard. He makes it 1200 bucks, which... When you're playing really deep stacked, as these players are, you may actually want to make it a little bit bigger. I realize that we are playing 100, 200, 400, but Tiger's sitting here with $90,000, for example, which is 200 plus big blinds. So maybe he wants to make it a little bit more, whatever. Israeli Ron calls in the cutoff with a 7-5 offsuit. That's probably loose. Wesley calls on the button with 6-4 suited. That's much more reasonable. DC Lawyer in the big blind opts to call with the king-queen offsuit. I actually don't hate squeezing it here as a bluff if you feel inclined. You're going to find that it's really hard to realize your equity from the big blind in this spot, especially when there's a third blind in the hand. But whatever, he calls. And then Garrett calls with the three two of hearts in the third blind, which I think is definitely reasonable. Although I will say, whenever you are playing really, really deep stacked, you have to be careful with these very low suited connectors because they make... Bad flushes and bad straights, which is not really where you want to be when you're playing 200 big blinds out of position. But Garrett doesn't care. Let's go to the flop. Mm -hmm. Five ways to the flop. Oh, that's such a just such a not a fun flop for <laughs> Pocket Kings. It is a very fun flop for Garrett Sands, who yeah flops a flush draw and wow, look at this a, a flush draw. draw and Israeli runs got two pair. Yeah. Oh gosh. I have this. Just but it's Tiger. Betting on this board. Israeli Ron, smooth calls. Wesley comes along, who's up and down. I mean, this board's just fireworks. And, and Garrett, I imagine we're going to see Garrett put in a race. Garrett's, no, he, no, just, he, he just puts in a call. Perhaps worried about bloating a pot against a higher flush draw. He's playing so deep. The flop comes, and most of the players have a little something. DC Lawyer with the absolute nothing checks the big blind. Garrett checks the third blind. Tiger continuation bets the pocket kings on the ace seven five board. And if I was playing very multi-white here, I would be betting very polarized with really only decent draws and decent aces and better. And maybe a few junky hands like, I don't even know, jack 10 of clubs or something like that. I definitely don't think you want to bet pocket kings because when you bet and get called, you are dead or close to dead. It is nice that you don't have the uh, King of Hearts to worry about coming on the turn. So if you do make trips on the turn or set on the turn, you are basically always good. But I would just check fold here. Anyway, he bets. Israeli Ron with two pair just calls. I'm kind of surprised to see this. I think I probably would have just gone ahead and raised it up. You can be very happy playing a big pot here. And if in some world it goes like re-raise all in before it gets back to you, you can actually fold. 
but that almost never happens. So I think this is a spot where Ron probably just wants to go ahead and bump it up to get full value from a hand like Ace-King, Ace-Queen, Ace-Jack, and to charge the draws as much as possible. But he decides to call over around to Wesley on the button with 6-4 clubs. I think calling is a great play here because if he raises and gets re-raised, it's really, 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 really bad. I actually had a, the pleasure of playing with Wesley recently in a $50,000 buy-in tournament at the World Series of Poker, and he was stacking everyone left and right. And every time he stacks them one, he would say, liquidate, because they have to go liquidate some of their funds to play again. It was funny. <laughs> he liquidated plenty of people. All right, uh, king-queen folds. Back around to Garrett in the third blind with a three, two of hearts for a gut shot and a bad flush draw. Here's actually the draw I was talking about. If he makes a flush, there's no guarantees good, even though he is this time. If he makes a straight, there's no guarantees good, even though he is this time. I'm not going to say Garrett should fold this hand, but if he somehow faced a bigger bet and a call, I actually think folding is very, very reasonable. But in this scenario, closing the action, getting pretty good odds, I think calling is definitely fine. The commentators, I think, mentioned how maybe he goes ahead and puts in a raise immediately. Ugh, that's a tough spot. Because if you do put in a raise here immediately, it's very, very easy for your opponents to just not fold their good hands. Now, you may think none of the opponents have good hands because we're just facing a small bet and some calls. But as we see here, for example, Ron actually has a very good hand. And if we do, if he does face a raise to, let's say, $12,000, Ron can just rip it in and have, have an easy decision. Also, if Tiger has a good hand, like ace-king or ace-queen. He's just not going to fold against Garrett, who's known to be a little bit loose and aggressive. So I think just calling and playing this hand pretty cautiously is the play. And that is what Garrett does. Let's see what happens on the turn. Right now, if somebody else happened to have a higher yeah. flush draw, that's the last thing you want. Queen right. on the turn is a great card for Israeli Ron. I think Wesley and Tiger are going to get booted out of this pot here. I mean, kings are a big hand, but I think Ron's going to make... Just 5,000. Wow. One third pot. A little bit less than one third pot. And Wesley's not going to go anywhere. Not with an up and down straight draw facing a one third pot bet. Hmm. He calls. Now back over to Garrett. The turn is the queen of spades. Pocket Kings finally decides to give up. And then Ron's in a pretty rough spot with a $35,000 stack with a $20,000 pot. I think he should probably bet on the big side, but the problem is, is that when the board is very coordinated like this, if you do go all in, let's say, for almost two times pot, what's really going to call you? Almost nothing, right? So unless Ron is known to make giant overbets with just nonsense draws, I think he's pretty much only going to get called when he's beat. So I don't think he can go all in, but I think he definitely wants to go bigger than 5,000 because on the flop when it goes bet, call, 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 you can be very sure somebody has some sort of a draw and 5,000 is not going to price out those draws at all. Now, I suppose there is some world where you bet small, hoping to induce a raise so you can just get it in for your short stack of only $30,000 more. And, and maybe that's what he's doing here. But I think in general, you probably just want to bet a little bit bigger, like 15000 to really try to cut off the odds of the draws and also just get full value from uh, an ace. But he does go for the small bet. I think Wesley's only option is to call and try to get there on the river. And now let's take a look at what Garrett does. I gotta be honest with you. This might be a spot that Garrett throws a squeeze in. I know it's a it's not. We can make a case for it, but because there's higher flushes. But 
He is not thinking about a call here. I'll just tell you that right now. He is not uh, thinking about calling I, here. I disagree. I think a call is better than a fold, right? I do but too. But is, I but I know my guy. Right. Yeah, no, that's a that's a I mean, that's, that's why I'm saying it's I mean, not he's a sensing no, weakness here. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like yeah. I, you're right. I know that. But this is did he do it? This is a neat spot for Garrett because his play here is going to depend very much on how he reads his opponents. If he thought for some reason Ron was betting small to try to induce a raise, well, then you, of course, don't want to raise because you're getting it in behind, right? It's important to realize that whenever you have a draw, you want to be raising when you have a lot of fold equity, meaning you can make your opponents fold out the better hand. And obviously, every hand is better than the three high at this point. But if your opponents will just never, ever fold because they're only betting a turn with effective nut hands or very strong draws, then you definitely do not want to put in a raise. But I'm betting that because the commentators here said they know Garrett's game decently well, he probably reads this small turn bet as a marginal ace looking for protection or some sort of junky draw, like maybe a medium flush draw or a straight draw that's just putting in some money. So if he thinks that is the case then I definitely love the raise. And he's putting in a raise size that essentially puts Ron all in. Also, you gotta presume Wesley doesn't have a great hand at this point. So Wesley either has a very bad made hand, like top pair no kicker or something like that, or he has some sort of marginal draw. And the nice thing about having a marginal draw is that if he does decide to get splashy and call the raise, you can just jam on almost any river and he's gonna fold out the majority of the time because most of the time he's gonna miss. So either you're gonna get folds immediately, which is great. Only Wesley calls and then you win the pot 80% of the time with a river shove or something like that. Or Ron decides to get it in and you're going to be drawing thin-ish. So I actually like the raise. Now, I will say, again, if Garrett faced a bigger bet size on the turn, say Ron bet 15k with only 20k behind, now Garrett would very clearly have no fold equity, right? So if Garrett very clearly has no fold equity, then he can't raise, right? And also... When it goes kind of big bet and let's presume Wesley called again, which, you know, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but let's presume Wesley calls again, now you have to be very concerned that you're against a better flush draw from one of the two players. So at that point, if it went big bet call, I actually think Garrett should just let it go. But facing the small betting call, I do think it gives Garrett some room to put in the raise. And he does put in the raise. I like it. I think it's very good. Let's see if Ron makes the nitty fold or if uh, he plows his money in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 30000 Now you got Ron with two pair. See, here's the thing. I don't think Ron's going anywhere. Ron's not going anywhere, and this just scares the hell out of me because I don't know how many times I've been in this position, and I just, I just like, please, Ron, like, just hold up. Even though I love Garrett, I don't want to see Garrett lose any money, but this is where Ron can lose all his chips because Garrett runs so pure, bro, when he makes moves like this. I almost want to put the headset down and, and, and kind of go for a walk. Wesley here kind of uh, indicating that he's he's yeah, going to be folding. Yeah, he, of wasn't course. Trapping with something oh, my strong. gosh. This is just, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Ron's going nowhere. He really can't. I mean, I mean it's a tough spot for Ron, though, with bottom two, right? It's because tough. he beats zero value hands. Zero. Right. I, I mean, the next best value hand after Ron's is ace-king, and, and Garrett's <sighs> not playing it that okay. way. But he well, does there make it the is. call. Um, Please go or, twice. Or rather, he goes all in. Please go twice. 4, Please go twice. Oh, yeah, you went all in, huh? Yeah, Garrett. I call. Please go twice. We'll later. How many times? Twice? Right. You want to do one? Whatever you want. Ron, don't go twice. One. Okay. One time. 
I'm not going to argue with Here it comes, guys. <laughs> Here it comes. Oh! <laughs> Come on. Oh, my. Oh, shit. God. Oh, God. It's so hard to see. And you can see the. Of course, Ronnie said okay. Go Ron, twice. I told you, if you wanted to ask me for twice, fine. If not, I much prefer once. You could have got twice, Ron. <laughs> you can't go. You can't go once. He's gonna hit it. Ron gets the money in. Wesley gets out of the way, as expected, as he should. And then Garrett, of course, calls it off for a little bit more. They get it in, and then they have to figure out how many times should they run it. There's a little bit of back and forth. Sounds like Ron very clearly says, I want two times. How many do you want? Garrett says, one time. Ron says, okay. And then they put it out once. And then Ron feels the maximum pain of getting outdrawn by Garrett, as he sometimes does. I have a question for you. How many times do you like to run out the board whenever you are all in? Do you like to do it one time for maximum pain? Do you like to do it twice to reduce variance a little bit? Do you like to do it three times? Because let's just do it however many times we're allowed. Or do you just let your opponent decide? Pause the video and let me know in the comment section down below. I usually run it one time, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I, Jonathan Little, don't care if I win or lose any individual all-in. But I know a lot of my opponents do. They really, really, really hate getting stacked. But I don't care if I get stacked, because I realize... Poker is one long game. You're going to win some hands, you're going to lose some hands, and it is A-OK. -okay. Also, I'm properly bankrolled for the games that I play. So if I lose one buy-in, that's fine. I'm prepared to lose many buy-ins. So assuming you have a good, strong mental game and you're properly bankrolled, one time. Now, when should you run it more than one time? Well, if you're not properly bankrolled, you should probably run it multiple times because it decreases variance. Variance is not your friend if you're playing on a short bankroll, but... You should know if you've been here for very long that all you have to do to win at poker is find the game you can beat, play it a lot, and keep a proper bankroll. If you already forgot step number three, you're probably not going to make it. Anyway, if you do have a short bankroll for whatever reason, or maybe you're just playing with gigantic stacks in this game because you've stacked 10 people, you started with one buy-in, now you're playing 10 buy-ins deep, your opponent has 10 buy-ins, and now you're playing for a boatload of money to you, maybe you run it twice. Maybe you run it three times, maybe you run it four times. Because every time you run it, it just decreases variance a little bit. Um, other, another time you want to run it twice is when you know that you may have tilt issues and your opponent almost certainly does not. If you have tilt issues, though, you're probably also not going to make it. So you need to make sure you clear up your mental game. Um, another time you may want to run it multiple times is if you know pretty clearly that if your opponent gets stacked and they're bad at poker, that they're going to leave. And you don't want them to leave. You'd rather them stay. So imagine... There's just no variance, and they just get to stay at the table, and you get to continue extracting value long-term. You'd rather that happen as well. So if you think your opponent's going to quit and not give you any more action, but maybe if you, you know, they, they get half the pot whatever portion of the time they're supposed to, they'll stay, they'll keep playing, they'll keep making mistakes. Maybe after a while, they'll reload, they'll add on, whatever. Then you probably also want to run it multiple times in that scenario. But in general, my default is one time. That's me for today. If you enjoyed this video, do me a favor. Click the like and subscribe buttons down below. Also click the notification bell. Huge thanks to Hustler Casino Live for letting me use this footage. Maybe I'll find myself into these high stakes games one day. Give me a call. That's gonna be it. Good luck. Have fun. Run it once. It's more fun.